Hey, what's up, everyone, and welcome back to The Intersection. I'm your host, Frankie Walls, and for this week's episode, we'll be talking to sophomore psychology major Annalise Weingard about her identity as a bisexual woman. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. And if you want to start by kind of just introducing your name, your major, your year, and anything you think is important for everyone to know. Okay. Um, My name is Annalise. I am a sophomore psychology major. Um, Yeah, I like Ithaca. (laughs) I like being here. Mm -hmm. So uh, we got to know each other because you were an orientation leader. Mm -hmm. Um, Are there any clubs or organizations that you're a part of on campus besides that? Yeah, so I am in the um, Student Activities Board. I'm on the Special Events Committee. We are playing, I don't know when this is airing, but we're playing Beetlejuice tomorrow in Texter. Tonight in Texter. Um, and I'm starting a paint and sip club because we had our orientation event and it was so much fun. So I'm starting a club. Um, yeah, I'm involved with Guiding Eyes. Yeah. Awesome. So the reason you're here today (laughs) is because you texted me kind of about wanting to talk about an identity that I haven't really covered yet on the podcast. Um, a lot of the people I have talked to do identify as a queer or LGBTQIA but um, we haven't specifically talked about that identity. So I want to talk to you about just, like, you identify as bisexual Mm -hmm. and kind of just on that realm, like, uh, maybe talk about when that became such a big part of your identity and, like, how that part of your identity has been, like, interacting while you're at Ithaca. Yeah, so I kind of first realized it probably summer before senior year. Um, I worked at a concert venue close to my house, and there was a girl there who also obviously worked there, and we became friends, and then I, like, would get so excited to work with her, so excited to see her, and then I realized that I it was more than just, like, wanting to be friends with her, I, like, had a crush on her, um, and I didn't, like, it was just kind of a, almost an overnight type thing, I was like, oh, that's what this is, Mm -hmm. but it was, like, exciting, sort of, I was like, oh, this is cool, this is a fun new thing, um, and it's just kind of evolved since then, like, I realized, even in, like, middle school, I would see girls, and I just thought I, like, wanted to be friends with them, or, like, I really liked how their hair looked, or how they dressed, and I just wanted to, like, be friends with them, Mm -hmm. But, like, did I want to be friends with them or did I want to date them? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Still a question now with, like, people. So, yeah. And then I sort of, I guess, came out to one of my close friends who experienced, like, the same thing a couple of years before. So, like, we still talk about that and we still kind of share the same sort of journey with that. But I haven't really had a big coming out type mm-hmm. thing. I don't, you know, some people have that. Some people want that. I don't necessarily want it to be a big event. I don't Mm -hmm. want, like, all the attention on me. Because, yes, it is part of my identity, but I don't think it needs to be, like, a huge ordeal for me, Mm -hmm. personally. Um, So, yeah, I've I've told some of my friends. It's just been, like, quick coming up in conversation. I haven't really told my parents, but I'm not, like, scared to tell my parents. I just, it's never really Mm -hmm. come up. But, Mom, if you're listening... Hey. Hey, Dad, if you're listening, hey. <laughs> what a wonderful way. To <laughs> I wanted it, like, I wanted my quote-unquote coming out to be, like, if I were to, like, get a girlfriend, I would just introduce them, hey, this is my girlfriend, and just, like, mm-hmm. surprise. And <laughs> instead of just being like, hey, like, I'm bisexual, there's that. Mm-hmm. I, like, I just wanted it to be, like, 
I, I didn't want it to be a big deal because 100%. it's a natural it's a natural thing yeah for sure yeah. I get that for sure um I myself kind of sometimes identify as in between aromantic and bisexual mm-hmm. and I think it's a really interesting conversation to have because it's not something that I tell people yeah. as much like I kind of figured it out my sophomore year of college and I was like talking to my friends and it was like oh well kind of the end of my freshman year going into my sophomore year it was kind of like the idea of relationships and being in a relationship didn't appeal to me Mm -hmm. and I thought that that was something so weird and then I found out like there wasn't just asexual there was the idea of being aromantic Mm -hmm. and it was a really interesting uh, development for me because it felt like I could just like explain myself to myself easier yes i like I really liked the label and I know some people don't like labels at all or they like the uh, label of queer because it's just like overarching but I really like having the label because it like it makes it make sense to me mm-hmm. yeah so I, I, like I would I use the label for myself yeah. yeah yeah and then kind of going off of that like bisexuality is something that always seems to be kind of erased or kind of like yeah changed and kind of just like your opinion on that because it's such a strange concept where it's like people believe that if you're bisexual you're just choosing to like men and women and it's because you want to date both and it's like you just and it's it's a strange like there's a weird rhetoric behind bisexuality. Yeah, I've definitely seen that on, like, TikTok. I've seen people talk about it. I, myself, have never really experienced anyone being like, oh, you're just doing it for attention. Like, that's not a real thing. Um, I think it is a thing. I think you can like men and women. Um, I've even kind of dabbled with the idea of being pansexual because, like, men, women, non-binary, like, I don't think it, like, it doesn't matter to me what you identify as. I like you for your personality. It doesn't really mm-hmm. have a huge impact. So I have seen people talk about how it is, like, kind of put on the back burner, I guess, and erasure, like you said. Um, but I think it is a real thing. And mm-hmm. there's, like, Bisexuality Visibility Day, mm-hmm. um, which I love. So I think people just need to respect it. I was talking to the editor-in-chief. Alexis about that she's like dang you should have had her for bisexual I was like I know I didn't think it through I was like no we could have had her weeks ago Um, but 100% I think that's something that's super important especially because there are so many people who identify as that and we're starting to see it more Mm -hmm. on like the mainstream scale whether that be like through certain cartoons I feel like cartoons are do better job of showing different ideas of mm-hmm. sexuality and gender identity than, like, TV does. I would agree. And even movies, too. Because yeah. in a cartoon, um, you just have, like, the storyline can progress in so many different ways. In a movie, it's just, a, like, you have a short set of time and, like, it's structured. And I feel like a lot of times in movies, queerness is put at the, like, butt of a joke. Yes. There's always, like, the gay best friend or, like... Something like that. I think you mentioned, like, mainstream media in general. When I was, like, growing up, I thought, you know, you were straight or you were gay. Mm -hmm. That was it. Mm -hmm. And having the conversations just be more commonplace and more, like, people were just more comfortable talking about it. It made me realize that, okay, there are other options. Mm -hmm. You don't have to just be one or the other. There's so many more in between. I think that's something that's, like, 
I'm also I still watch cartoons. (laughs) I'm a big big cartoon girl, and I think that's also really interesting. Is I've seen it in like shows on Cartoon Network where Mm -hmm. there are like, uh, there's this one person I forget the episode, but it's in Craig of the Creek, and Mm -hmm. Craig is just this little kid who plays in like this in the woods with the kids in his neighborhood, and there's this one episode where they're having like a cooking competition, Mm -hmm. and he's going against this non-binary person and the entire time they refer to them as they when Mm -hmm. they're like not using their name and it was just so like I don't it just made me so happy that it was something that was just so like basic or like Steven Universe like the whole idea of like one of the crystal gems she is two women fused together Mm -hmm. so like you know I I just appreciate the fact that there's a lot more visibility in children's shows it mm-hmm. sucks because there are people who will say that we're brainwashing them and making them think that right this is normal and it's nah, yeah or whatever they say but yeah i truly appreciate the fact that we're like going into a direction where it seems less like other yes and the show i don't know if you watch sex education on netflix in the third season there is a non-binary character played by a non-binary actor and they're just a character in the show. Mm-hmm. They're not, like, it. it's just, they're a student at the school. That's mm-hmm. that's all it is. It's not um, emphasized or de-emphasized or anything. It's just, mm-hmm. here they are. This is them. Mm-hmm. I think there's actually, in Supergirl, there is a, um, well, there there's a lot of, like, different characters in Supergirl, but there is a trans female Mm -hmm. who is played by a trans female and i didn't even know that until she was on ellen and ellen didn't know that really no like mm, we're not fans of ellen here but no No, we're not (laughs) we're not fans of ellen she's going out (laughs) (laughs) but there was an episode and ellen ellen was like oh and like because uh the actress i should probably look up her name uh she actually uh was at the front of a lot of trans uh lawmaking for her school and for her state so it was just so interesting to see her on supergirl and like have her be an important character yeah um nicole mains she plays uh nicole mains yeah she plays nia now on supergirl and yeah she that's cool yeah i really appreciate her um, sorry, that was like a little okay. <laughs> bit of a <laughs> But um, I want to talk to you a bit more about, so you identify as bisexual, mm-hmm. and as you said, it's not like, I don't want to say common knowledge, because like, we talked about it, and right. you said like your friends know, some, mm-hmm. some people important to you in your life know. Mm-hmm. Would you say that um, like knowing this about yourself and coming into college, did that at all change your... Um, experience or like anything like you also had a very special (laughs) you had a very special first year yeah I was stuck in my room at home um (laughs) it I sort of kind of forget it about myself sometimes and I don't know if that's because it's like I don't make it a huge part of my online profile or like in um in in person Mm -hmm. um I don't, like, advertise it about myself, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't... I just don't feel the need to. I don't... Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. There is no um, need to. So, it definitely... It... 
didn't affect um, who I hung out with or who I told. I think maybe it did affect um, how I told people mm. because it like we'll be I'll be with my friends and we'll be like talking about actors who we think are hot and I'll be like oh she's so hot too and they're like oh yeah but I'm like no like like I'm attracted to her and they're like <laughs> oh like hell yeah <laughs> so like I just I try and keep it very low key um I'm proud of it I don't hide it I just I just I just don't feel the need to be showy about For it sure. but I really admire people who are like they embrace it and they just talk about it whenever they can. Mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I like. I just really admire their, um, like passion about it. Mm-hmm. Would you have you ever gone to any clubs or sponsored events? By we have a lot of um, groups on campus because mm-hmm. there's like Spectrum. There's Spectrum, yeah. There's. There's so many. (laughs) Yeah, no, there are. And And Luca does, like, everything ever. Luca, he is the head of the LGBTQ plus office. Mm. Um, I don't know his exact title, but Mm. he runs the office that just moved to Towers Concourse. Mm. So I have not gone to any of their events, like, their own personal events, but I have seen them all around campus. Um, I haven't been to like a pride event but i do want to go to a pride event i think it would be so fun Mm -hmm. um like a pride parade or whatever um again i'm not purposefully not going i just haven't i haven't gone but i think it would be super cool because i i wouldn't say that i have a community of lgbtq plus people i have friends that are lgbtq plus Mm -hmm. but i don't like, I don't go once a week and hang out with the LGBTQ plus club. And I think that would be a very cool experience. Yeah. To try. Just another place to yeah. go. Yeah. It's funny. I never realized it until now, but almost like my friends are majority women, mm-hmm. but then like women and non-binary folk. But then it just so happened that a lot of my friends are bisexual mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like look at that I have a bi tribe was like, <laughs> it wasn't even on purpose it yeah. was just something like my roommate um a lot of my friends like mm-hmm. and it was just like oh my god we're all women yeah <laughs> that yeah. are bisexual I love know which I know I do love it because I feel like sexuality in general is just becoming something that's not straight or gay one mm-hmm. or the other there's just like everything and again which is why i even like kind of considered pansexual because you just you like who you like you're attracted to who you are attracted to um where are you from i'm from just outside of albany okay would you say that where you're from made of might have played a part in it i okay so the high school i went to was extremely extremely predominantly white Mm -hmm. like 99 percent white um we didn't have as far as I know, we didn't have an LGBTQ plus club or anything like that. So I don't know if that like stunted my realization about my sexuality. Um, I don't think that it did, mm-hmm. but if we had an LGBTQ plus club or if it was talked about more, maybe I would have realized it earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if that affected it negatively, but it just wasn't a huge part of my high school journey. Yeah. And I kind of wish that would have been different. I Mm -hmm. wish it just would have changed. 
for sure. I think that's actually something that's really interesting because at my high school, like, I was lucky in the fact that my boarding school was very international, Mm -hmm. so I got to learn about different cultures and different communities in that sense, Mm -hmm. but when it came to queerness, I'd say that my freshman year, there was one or two openly gay white males Mm -hmm. at my school, and they're the ones who started um, our LGBTQIA club, Mm -hmm. but I don't think... I myself like knew yet because I again like I think I just I just thought I wasn't attracted (laughs) to people and then it like evolved to me being attracted to be people but not wanting to date them Mm -hmm. and I think like that's such a like interesting thing for me to figure out about myself and I feel like sometimes when I say that people are like oh you just haven't dated and so you just need to date and you'll figure it out or like being bisexual it's like oh you just say you like women, but you're going to end up with a man. And you're like, right. no, I'm not. Yeah, like, I think I know how I feel. Yeah, and so. I think it's interesting that people, like, try to put words in your mouth when it comes to, like, something so intimate about Exactly, <laughs> like, they really can't know. Um, I was going to say something else, but I don't remember. Take your time. Oh, I think, um, I was actually talking to some friends about this yesterday, One of my friends asked what our, um, like, sexual health education was like in high school, Mm. um, and if it was, like, abstinence-based or, like, Mm -hmm. safety-based. Mine was very safety-based. Like, we talked about contraception, contraception, um, which I thought was the norm, but I guess some of my friends didn't learn about that. They really hammered home abstinence. But I do remember watching the um, Bill Nye the Science Guy video about the gender spectrum Mm -hmm. and the sexuality spectrum. And that was my sophomore year of high school. And at the time, that was probably the most radical, um, progressive conversation that I had ever been a part of. Shout out Bill Nye. Love that man. So, (laughs) he was honestly king. Like, (laughs) I really hope he's doing well right now. Um, His TikTok? Yes. No, yes. (laughs) He is carrying TikTok. I love him just explaining things to me like I'm stupid. But I understand it. I get it. Him and Hank Green. Yeah. (laughs) The best. Bill Nye, Hank Green. They should collab. The of TikTok. They'll just educate me. Yes. Yes. And I love it. Um, So we watched that video and it was the like most progressive conversation that I had been a part of in my high school setting. And I like kind of hate that. I wish it Mm -hmm. didn't start with just a Bill Nye video and then end with a Bill Nye video. I Mm -hmm. wish we had continued that and talked about it more. Um, But I think just growing up and how the world evolved with social media, um, it just, like, people are just having more conversations about it, and I think we need to continue having conversations about it. For sure. You saying that made me start thinking about, I don't remember my ever getting a health talk in high school. Really? I remember my K through 8. Because <laughs> um, I didn't go to like elementary then middle. I went to just a mm-hmm. school that was kindergarten to 8th grade. Okay. And I think in like 6th or 7th grade we had a talk and it would be like all the boys in the grade would go with the guy yep. teachers and all the girls would go That was 8th grade? I th- 6th to 8th grade. We I, did that in 5th grade. That's interesting. And we like all the girls, I don't remember exactly when, yeah. but all the girls, we were with our, like, one woman teacher, mm-hmm. and 
I remember her having a conversation, but it was more about, like, your period and, like, your body's changing. And honestly, like, I don't know when the idea or, like, like, the idea of sex and sexuality and stuff, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know when I myself started thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Like, I know that I, like, got my period before most girls in my grade, Mm -hmm. so, like, I started developing earlier, Mm -hmm. and, like, my hormones and stuff, but, like, even then I wasn't, like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I, even now, (laughs) like, I, I know that I'm not, there's nothing wrong with it, obviously, but Mm -hmm. I know that, like, in eyes of certain people, they'd say that I'm, like, behind yeah. when it comes to, like, relationships and, like, what right. I'm I'm doing. But yeah. I just, it's never been something that I, that's intrigued me in a yeah. way. And I don't know if that's, like, a hindrance or just, like, how I am. Because, yeah. like, like, exploring your sexuality is something that's very important for everyone to do. Mm-hmm. And I think in certain communities, certain schools, they kind of make you think you shouldn't so then you don't or Mm -hmm. it's like it's never talked about so you never think about it yeah and like (laughs) i don't i don't know why i keep bringing it up because it's embarrassing (laughs) but like my rice purity score (laughs) i did you just look it up (laughs) i have it i have it i didn't i didn't just do the test while you were talking but um the office, the Ithacan, almost everyone in the Ithacan was talking about the rice purities going. That's so funny. And I was like, well, I've never done it. And they were like, Frankie, what? And they're like, I want to know what your rice purity score is. That's so hilarious. I took it and then I literally wrote it in my dating experience. Because <laughs> I was like, listen, there's nothing, there's nothing that I can help you with. Um, my rice purity score, it was an 84. That is okay. And it was just so funny because everyone in the office was like in the 30s. And right. Like, Frankie, 84? And I was like, look, <laughs> I don't... Take it or leave it. <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you. There's not, there's nothing going on That's over here. so funny. There, I did see on TikTok recently two girls made like a new rice purity score test, like mm. an updated one, because that one is like old. That's why they say like dancing without room for Jesus. Like nobody, <laughs> nobody says that now. Nobody like that, that could either mean having sex or just dancing really close to somebody. Yeah. So they made like an updated version. I think rice purity score is like fun, but yeah. I, it doesn't mean anything no, to me. No, not at all. It's not a checklist. It's not a bucket list. <laughs> like, yeah, it definitely isn't important, but I think like, people knowing that number for me also kind of like gives them more perspective yeah and it's like not that not to for like people I don't know but like people I'm friends with yeah like I felt like them knowing that like kind of gave them more to go off of with me yeah because like I don't know I've I'm not outing myself right now (laughs) I was gonna say something I can't I can't I can't I can't there was, there's, I can't even say the team because then everyone will know. There's this person. <laughs> I had to go photograph their team mm-hmm. and she was so nice. And so I'll tell you after. She was so nice and so pretty. And I was like, I have a girl crush. I've never had one before. And my friends were all like, do something about it. Talk to her. And I was like, That's never. So funny. <laughs> never. That's like, so funny. I used to have, oh my God. There was this, I, I like, I'm like, attracted to people all the time and I'll be like oh they're cute and they're like oh you're gonna talk to them no 
Never. Never. Get me out of here. Over my dead body. Over my dead bisexual body. Like <laughs> It's like, I can like them from afar. I'm never yep. going to talk to them. Yep. I make eye contact. Ball's in their court. That's it. <laughs> That's me giving yes. a sign. Yeah. Yeah. You better pick up on it. Sorry, <laughs> babe. social cues. Sorry. That's so funny. It's funny you mentioned that because, like, I've been on Tinder or whatever. Thumbs down. Don't do it. But when I was, like, matching with guys on Tinder... It felt easier to have a conversation with them because I knew what they expected to come out of it. Mm -hmm. With girls, I don't know how to, like, present myself as wanting to be friends with them or wanting to be with them. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know how to talk to girls. (laughs) And I know how I would want to be approached, but, like, (laughs) that's where it ends. That's that's the extent of my knowledge. I wish people could see your facial expression. Mm, I don't know what um, you want from me. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my funny. gosh. That's funny. <laughs> uh, something you mentioned earlier was that you don't have, like, a community of queer people. You said that you had, like, friends, mm-hmm. but we never really... You, you said you didn't really have a community here. And I was kind of wondering, um, like, you're, you're looking into it and you want it. Also, you've only been here for, like, basically two semesters. Yeah. <laughs> so there's no pressure. And last semester, there was nothing going on at all. Exactly. So there's no pressure because you got all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, kind of on the same route, like, you said you have some friends. Do you have a lot of friends that are the same identity as you? Like mm-hmm. I said, I found my bi tribe. But, right. like, do you have a lot of friends that you'd say are your identity? I would, yeah. I have one really close friend who she was the first person I came out to. Love her so much. Um, And we literally had the exact same kind of process of realization that we were bisexual. Mm -hmm. And I'll text her and I'll send her like a video on TikTok and she'll be like, do I want to be her or do I want to be with her? And I'll be like, yep, you know it. Like we have a little (laughs) game. Like it's so her and I were like, like we just have the exact same mindset with it. Um, That's me with Ross Lynch and Jazz Sinclair. <laughs> I'm like, mm, do I want to date one of them, both of them? That's so Am funny. I jealous? <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, so yeah, I would say I have. I don't feel like I'm lacking mm-hmm. with my friends, and I think my friends, um, you know, my friends who identify as straight, I think they understand my sexuality, and it's I've never felt, like felt polarized or anything by it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm happy with the community or lack thereof that I have, but I also just have never been exposed to mm-hmm. the LGBTQ plus community um, in kind of like a large scale. Mm-hmm. So I would for sure be interested in that. For sure. And then would you say, so again, you were home for a semester, mm-hmm. you came, you are like locked down in your room. Yep. And then here we are. <laughs> Fall 2021. <laughs> Would you say that it was hard for you adjusting to Ithaca? Um, no. Mm -hmm. I think I adjusted, I think it was harder to adjust my expectations than, like, settling into a dorm and going to college classes because my older brother is two years older than me. When he moved into college, I was ready to go with him. I was like, all right, I will move in. I'll, I'll move in too. I'll pack my stuff. Like, I had been ready for a while. So, adjusting to, like, just having more independence, having more um, responsibility, I think that was fantastic. But it was just hard to um, 
like I just had a set expectation of like college stereotypes like there's parties every weekend you meet people so fast you're friends with you know the people who live on your floor like everyone's having sex left and right and that's not <laughs> at all how it is I think movies make people think college is just like one for big sure. orgy for sure <laughs> and it's definitely for not sure. have you seen Ithaca orgies though there's an Instagram account oh my god there's an Instagram account so I just got followed by an Instagram that was called Ithaca nipples yep. so <laughs> And they are desperate for submissions. Ah, no. <laughs> She's covering her boobs right now for those who can't see. <laughs> That's so funny. So, yeah, I think it was just kind of um, changing my expectations of what the social life is like here. Mm-hmm. But I knew coming into Ithaca that it was very, like, liberal, very LGBTQ+, very accepting. You know, there was such a wide range of identities and people coming from all sorts of backgrounds. So I really, really liked that about Ithaca. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I liked Ithaca so much more than all of my other schools. Mm, like, me. nothing was else a consideration. Like, I yeah. I had, like, top schools, I guess. Ithaca was my top choice. Ithaca was, and then everything else. Ithaca was number one, and all the other schools were, like, seven, eight, nine, ten. I'm so glad you said that, because when I say that, people look at me like I'm crazy. Ithaca so was my funny. number one. No, I, did, I committed to Ithaca before I even got accepted. I was like, I'm going here. Before <laughs> they gave me financial aid, I'm going here. I, I love that. Um, and then I guess, like, again, no rush, because you have all the time in the world, but, like, was there something that you wish you knew before coming here, or something that you'd be, like, you'd probably might want to change or anything like that, Mm -hmm. not including the pandemic, we we pretend that that's not part of the timeline. I wish. (laughs) Um, I think I would... Hmm. I don't know. Again, going along with expectations, the school that my brother goes to is a lot smaller, so he is super close with a lot more professors, and he's very involved in, like, the religious life there, so he has a ton of mentors that he can go to, and I sort of expected that for myself as well, even though Ithaca is three times the size of his school, Um, and my high school was so big, so I knew I wanted to come to a smaller school to have closer connections with professors, And I, like, don't get me wrong, I have professors that I love and I can go to them if I need to, like, without a doubt. I just wish I knew how there's less connections to admin and the higher-up people than I expected and sort of than I wanted for Mm -hmm. myself. I wish I just had, I don't know, maybe I just don't know the right people or maybe I just am not working with the right people, but I wish um, I'd... I just wish they were more accessible to me. I wish I could, you know, kind of go and have a conversation with them more casually than it feels, Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. No, yeah, that definitely does. All right, so that's about it for this week's episode. Thanks again to Annalise for being on the show and being willing to have this conversation with me. You can find more episodes of The Intersection and other podcasts at theithican.org. Remember to be good people and treat others with kindness and respect. Thanks for listening.